What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We are on episode 74, and on today's episode, Dimitri and I sit down and have a conversation with the father and son tandem of Isaac Alamont Sr. and Jr., we met up with both of these gentlemen at the Seven Springs Total Archery Challenge over this past weekend, and we recorded this one live over a fresh cup of Black Rifle coffee. We discussed topics from their hunting together, how Senior made things hunting fun for Junior, and how this has developed his career path with Black Rifle coffee. We also talked to at the end about the impact that Black Rifle coffee is having with the outdoor and hunting communities. We love sitting down with these two, and you can see the passion they both have for life and the passion for hunting with your kids. So sit back, enjoy this fun episode, Antler Up. And before we get into this episode, I want to thank our partners over at Shea Butler Knives. And Shea makes custom everyday carry knives with the Rhino and the Pursuit. His Ranger and Whitetail knives are amazing. I just received my Featherlight knife in. It's amazing. And guess what, everybody? This week, we will be doing a giveaway. So if you're listening, make sure you check out our Instagram post and see how you can win that Featherlight knife. His creativity, high-quality materials, and functional but unique design coupled with his precise leather work, makes products that will last a lifetime. Check him out over at SheaButlerKnives.com. Onyx Hunting App is the number one hunting app that you can download. Whether you are dropping waypoints, tracking, seeing the distance between bedding to a food source, Onyx has everything and more to have you covered. Also, don't forget to sign up now with an elite membership. You get exclusive member benefits from Top Rut, Exo Mountain Gear, Vortex, and more. Go download the Onyx Hunt app at onyxmaps.com. Also want to thank our partners over at Tethered. Teach and train tours are still popping up across the states this summer, so be sure to check them out. Go sign them up at tetherednation.com. There's another one going to be held here in central Pennsylvania in Clearfield, July 10th. Average Jack uh, will be hosting that one, so check that out. Sign up for it, Central PA folks. And also, 3D season is also in gear. Hunting season is just right around the corner. Dimitri and I just talked about that. It's going to be here before you know it. Get your bow set up with some Platinum Series strings from America's Best Bowstrings. Unbelievable performance and quality, but what beats that is the people behind the product. So check them out over at americasbestbowstrings.com. Thank you again, everybody. Enjoy the episode. Till next time, Antler up. All right, so... We're live with two very special guests right now. We had Isaac Jr. on uh, the podcast a couple months ago now. Yeah. Wrapped up the season of everything. And then uh, we we're during that podcast, we kept talking about how you wanted to talk about some stories about your pops. Mm -hmm. And it would be cool to do something together one day. And we were thinking we were, it was going to be via Zoom. But here we are. We're at the Black Rifle Coffee booth at Seven Springs at Total Archery Challenge. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for waking up early and uh, coming down here and doing a quick podcast with us. Oh, thank you guys for having us. It's great to be here. You know, one thing about this event is just being able to meet guys like yourself. Mm. That's what I like about this event. So, no, thank you for having us on. Well, what I want to talk about is... Uh, before we we talk about Black Rifle Coffee and everything like that, I was actually uh, Junior talking to Dimitri a little bit about the one thing that stuck out to me uh, about our podcast that we did was how you mentioned growing up w with with your dad hunting. Mm -hmm. You said that, and I'll quote you: 
he made it fun. So that is very true. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I want to dive into that because you have two young dads here, senior, and I. That means, uh, like, I, as a growing adult and, and trying to be a better person and be a better father and teacher and everything. Like in my shoes, I have a seven-year-old girl, and in two weeks she's getting her first quote-unquote real bow. She's been dying for a bow with cams, real actual cams, something she could draw back on, and. That's that's what she's excited for. So what could we do? And Dimitri has two little boys, young still. What what was that like trying to get him to make things fun? Because Junior gave us examples, but I want to hear it from like your perspective. Well, here's one example right now is you started you really started hunting at the age it was at twelve in Utah, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So give you an example, the last time I killed a good animal was twenty ten. Okay. I joke about it. Uh, uh, last mule deer I killed was 2010. That's when the first iPad came out, and I had a BlackBerry, <laughs> flip BlackBerry phone. <laughs> That's awesome. So when he turned 12, I mean, that was the trick because myself, I've always hunted my whole life with my dad, um, you know, since I was five years old. And my dad was very old school. It was you hike, you see a deer, you know, headshot, don't ruin the meat, don't matter what size the rack is, drag it down and hiked my butt off and there are times like at first my family would never believe that i was into hunting the way i am now but my dad would just you know a lot of dads do is they just just go keep yeah. going and then as you know we got older you know he did put the time in for me and let me always take the first shot which i had no clue about because when my dad and i hunted it was the weekend's coming up we're hunting that's when it is i mean just get the gun out of the closet and i'm like well don't we want to start doing target practice because i'm itching to shoot my gun yeah now nah, you're fine we, we we put it on the machine at the gun club we're good <laughs> so with that being said it was the whole process to me was like okay and and it, you know, it was fun but it just wasn't quite there and then we had a bad uh drought year mm -hmm. and animals became you know scarce and not to mention too i really didn't know we didn't really know how to hunt back then this was like the 90s right we didn't understand the spotting scope, spot and stocking, you know, patterns, things like that. It was just hike until you see something, go up there and try to kill something. Right. <laughs> so for me, so that's why when I started taking him hunting, I just wanted to do it different. So when you take your kids hunting, the one thing to remember is, number one, you got to make it fun first. And second, then you're hunting. So I always said, we're going hunting. I'm taking my bow just in case. Yep. So when I started taking him, it was just the little things of being able to go, you know, we're going to go on a hike. We're not going to start early in the morning. We're going to start in the afternoon, the afternoon hunt. And we're going to hike up there. I'm going to get you your clothes, make your, make him his own little backpack, let him put whatever he wants in there, which was Sour Patch Kids, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mountain Dew, something <laughs> like that. And we'd go up there and I'd like go just pull off in a little section and break out the jet boil and you know make some you know uh freeze-dried meals because to him like it was pretty cool nah, it was like the coolest thing ever <laughs> i was like man this is like a game changer yeah. you know like i thought yeah and that was like the best like one of the best meals you can have on the mountain too you know mm -hmm. and when and when you have the time to hunt with your kids the things to remember is when that time is there as guys i think sometimes we get really wrapped up in it's only in our nature to want to be selfish. Be like, I'm going to go kill a deer. You know, do a big buck. You stay here. You know, be yeah. quiet. You know what I mean? Yep. You got to just get that out of your mind. When you 
have time to hunt with your kid, it's about them. When you will have times as a father to hunt on your own, that's when it's go time. That's when it's you, and you just go all out for yourself. Right. right. But when your kid's with you, just focus. I'm just gonna have fun with my kid in the outdoors. If we happen to see an animal, that's what's gonna. That's, that's what I, I think too. And at a young age, we all think it's about the harvest, right? You know, Correct. when you're a kid, you you think about, you know, come on, dad, shoot that deer, shoot that deer, <laughs> yeah. because that's what you want. But I mean, now as you get older, you appreciate the things that you learn, right? Yeah. You're, so you're you're teaching them scouting and shooting, and you know how to look for sign when you're out there so there's so many more aspects that you're trying to teach um, that you kind of learn growing up and then I think as, as we kind of teach that to our kids then they'll appreciate that a little bit more that's true and, I'll, and I also surrounded myself with people who were just you know fun to go out with and as he got a little older I started hunting with you know, you know Casey Harbertson from Mountain he's one of the guys mm-hmm. from Mountain Ops mm-hmm. I would bring him along and he knew who Casey was he yeah. saw him, the shows and everything and he came along and we'd have fun with him. We'd bring, you know, I'd bring my nephews with me along hunting. And then, especially archery, I'd always fletch, well, I started to fletch up, you know, find all the old arrows you have laying around the house. Yeah. Before, I'd have him, his arrows decked out with what, Montec broadheads on the top of them. Yeah. One yeah. day, I just hear these arrows flying. I'm like, what are you doing, son? He goes, Dad, did you see that big squirrel? Yeah. I'm like, Dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like, dude, you're launching broadheads at this squirrel. He goes, yeah, but it's a big squirrel. I'm like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, from there on, I started bringing <laughs> yeah. these little broadheads because when we'd go out there, uh, like I said, we're just hanging out. If there's a, uh, we call them pine hens, sage mm-hmm. grouse, you know, grouse, yep. grouse. Yep. We had those up there, squirrels. I'm like, shoot one. Then we make a fire and we actually cook it right there. Hey, the man, spot. kudos to you for whacking yeah. a little squirrel. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but those grouse, man, those are yeah, those are a different story, man. They're so good. Well, but. I I I love the fact that, it, like how you're you're saying, senior, just you you're taking him, you're taking the family thing. It's not just like you going out there being hard. You know, this is the way. You know what I mean? You're yeah. you're you're you had other people also involved, and I, I you've mentioned about that too, even on the podcast mm-hmm. about having your cousins and and other family out there, like your uncle. You know what I mean? I remember you him saying that. And like for me, it was my dad and, and I to, to go out, like like for me growing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I, I told you know, Junior on the podcast, like for me, I loved it. And there, there hit a time when I was a middle teenager, I would say, like in that 16 to 18 range. Man, it, I, I, I still loved it, but it was like, you know, is my girlfriend, what, what's my girlfriend doing? You know, what's what are my yep. friends doing? Exactly. And I feel like. I, I, I could honestly say, uh, maybe that's the difference between like a Western style hunting compared to a whitetail mm-hmm. side of hunting because I'm, my dad would just, when, he was, when I was 12, all right, I'm putting you here in your tree stand, stay here until dark until I come get you. And it's like, okay, that's pretty boring. You know what I mean? Whereas at least in the Western side of things, you, you could be moving around. You've got canyons. you got the views. we got the views. We even take uh, lightweight hammocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's You'll see videos. We put up hammocks. Yeah. It's anything you could do to make that experience fun for them. I mean, I have a cousin, actually. Well, he's a cousin by marriage. Mm-hmm. But his, you know, his name is Buck. Dad's big time hunter, Alabama. And... We went hunting one time, and the dad from Alabama came up, and he goes, you know, his dad's name's Scott, and Scott said, I'm really, I'm really happy, you know, you're taking out Buck and getting him into hunting. When he was younger, he just didn't like to hunt much, so it's kind of good to see him get into hunting. 
And later I was with, you know, his son Buck, and I go, your dad told me you didn't like the hunt. He goes, dude, my dad would take me, put me in a tree stand for hours, and I hated it. It was the worst thing ever. And that's why I didn't like hunting. But now here he is, probably in his 30s, and his dad comes up from Alabama, and we hunt muley, you know, yeah. spot and stock mule rifle hunting, and he's taken. I mean, he's he's taken one great muley, missed a couple of them, but now he's right back into it, and it's so cool to see that come around. And to your point, it's like me. It's you used to hunt with my dad. It was wake up early in the morning, hike, 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 and my dad would always just say this is good exercise look at this view but back then you really just don't appreciate it right you know and that's what's sad it's like you gotta enjoy the moment yeah i mean and 100 percent. I, I mean i preach about that all the time man like i love a day off in the woods and even if i don't see anything now and i'm just hanging on the on the tree just on from the saddle or however and just relaxing clearing the mind and, and going you know oh yeah yeah that is very true i mean Either way, nowadays, like, if you're just going out and you're, you know, if you're taking a walk with your bow, it's just yeah. therapeutic. It's freaking awesome, man. Like, you can't can't beat it. Take a bad day of hunting over a good day of work kind of thing. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? That's, like, the way I look at it. So, like. Well, that's but. what I think with the, with a lot of young kids, though. I think the hardest part is keeping that interest up. So, yes. uh, especially, you know, for, for a lot of people, like, you talked about the, the animals were a little scarce scarce um where you were hunting right and then same in pa we don't have a extremely high deer density especially on public land i mean it's starting to get better over time but i think the more people i talk to that have young kids they're you know they're sitting out there they're not seeing much they're not being getting as interested in it as they their dads would like them to you know so maybe you can talk about you know strategies or, or ways that you know you talked about um you know, cooking and snacks and stuff, but maybe someone that's whitetail hunting, uh, you know, is, do you think walking around's better? Or how do you keep that interest up when you're not constantly seeing animals out there in the woods? Well, one of the things, too, is one the, another trick is make sure it is kind of like a year-round thing and surround your kids around other people who, you know, have kids and also do the same thing. Right. Uh, one of the things with us is he was with me all the time. Um, you know, since he was, God, I mean, ever since he could walk, was I started, you know, I've, I've hunted my whole life, but I got into bow hunting in 2004, started bow hunting in 2005, but he was by my side and we were going to different, you know, events like Total Archery Challenge, any, any 3D shoot we can go yeah. to, we would go to to kind of, that will help keep the interest up. And then what I learned with him, we did hunt in a blind, we went antelope hunting <laughs> at Fred Eichler's place <laughs> and it was hilarious because... It was, it was the, you know, we had to share a blind, and obviously you could tell by our personalities, we have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Junior's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm not denying that. And, you know, quick story on that. I'll tell you, we had a pee, they give us jugs to pee in. All right. And he's, and he's like, I got to pee. I go, you can't get out of the blind, but I can't go with you here. And I felt like that scene in Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's 18. Yeah. So I'm like, fine. I grab a jug. I start peeing. He's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but, but, but like in there, th- those are the times when you have that time of download with them. That's where I do, like for us, we made sure to download a bunch of movies that I knew he liked. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't. I oh, yeah. kind of like he didn't, and we. So those were certain movies we would only watch, while we like we wouldn't watch them any other time. Just when we went to like on our trip, when we knew we were going on a trip, right? And in that ground blind, and that's where you know people dog on the whole media thing, but no, I mean I let you know put the headphone in, watch a movie, just keep entertained there for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. You know, I mean you could be on the lookout. I got friends that taking kids i got a good friend um you know adam bender he took his daughter with him and he took plenty of snacks he said <laughs> plenty of snacks and just and barbie dolls and barbie dolls uh, <laughs> dolls, yeah, and yeah toys, you when, know when they're really little yeah let them take the little toys and things like yeah. that and you know i don't see any harm in it you know find a game that they like that they really never played before and let them play it and then let them know say okay the game's going to be off my phone we play this game when we're in the blind to be quiet. Right, right. And that way they're not playing it at home all the time. By the time they get to the blind, oh, I've already played this game. Yeah. So that's one of the, you know, one of the things definitely you could be using. Now, Junior, because I, I know you you love shooting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you just even said any day with a bow in your hand is, you know, and I, and I love all the content that you post and do all that stuff. You know, what, like, when was the, the moment for you maybe that you fell in love with it that, you're, you know, your dad was with you always and teaching you to shoot i mean i know you know all the years at easton for him mm-hmm. and uh you were around it but you know sometimes that could being around it doesn't always mean you're going to do it but you did like you've done it and you love it you know just like maybe explain to about that like kind of process of like where you're at today and like how that led you to to this spot um like i said like before when we were talking on the last podcast um pretty much kind of like that four point buck was yeah. the staple to like you know like i was burned out of sports you know like i really thought i was gonna go to college for sports and i'm just like man i don't i don't want to do this you know and then yeah. pretty much come that november you know killed my biggest buck to date you know 17 years old and pretty much it was just a huge staple and i remember too the phone call i gave to my dad was like i'm like yep like i want to have those phone calls all the time yeah. you know and after that it was just like where's my local 3d uh like you know course or shoot that's gonna go on right you know and him and i were doing like it was like every tuesday he right? actually got yeah. me back into 3d shooting yeah. yeah one of the things you yeah. find in this in the hunting industry when you're in there for a while in easton you kind of you know you gotta be careful because sometimes you could get jaded and you're around archery so much and I and so I really like I went to the point where I'd only shoot my bow when Total Archery Challenge kicked off in July, is when I would start shooting. Okay. Uh, but with him, because you know, yeah, we had sports, everything going on, summer camps thing, so it'd be July. But now after that time, after he killed that deer, he was like finding 3D shoots to go to. I'm like sure let's go let's go son and i started reconnecting with the the community and the people again and i was like really cool to see that process happen right because again i was i was kind of over it and he's the one that went went and did it and what was cool about that is i was always i've always been by his side and he's been excited like you know you gotta realize when you go hunting and your first time are we good no, you're not. You're good. Uh, whenever, not whenever we go hunting, and first time when you go, I mean, he tags out. For opening morning, <laughs> boom, done. Muzzle loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Muzzle yeah, loaded. Done. <laughs> Over. First morning, done. Oh, that's it. Then he goes out again for the, you know, the second hunt, and but like by the second day, done. Over. I mean, so for him, 
he's been excited, but though his voice when he called me, he was by himself. He was well, with Frank Peralta from mm-hmm. Kafaru. Yeah. They went out, and the thing is, I wouldn't have had him take that shot if I was with them, which was good. Because you know, as a dad, one thing is you always feel like they got to be right there by their side. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you'll see this too, especially with your kids. Is they're always going to be your kid, and you feel you need to be right there managing everything. I mean, he was 17, and I'm like, fix your strap, buckling his backpack. And he's, like, throwing my hands away, like, Dad, I got this. Yeah, yeah, let me learn. You know, I got this. Well, well, that's what I I think the biggest thing that I take away from my dad is is not just always the good times when he was there, but always the bad times, too. And and the one thing that he kind of coached me through is a lot of those times you were – you failed out in the woods right mm-hmm. and kind of picked me up because it's when you're younger and you miss or you know something doesn't go your way you get really bummed out right and i always remember my dad just saying you know hey it happens you know learn from it you'll have another opportunity and maybe you junior you can explain of what your dad did maybe sometimes when you had things go wrong that that he did uh I, maybe it was just make fun of you but uh but instilling uh, you to kind of keep going better let know? me take this one right here yeah <laughs> it is natural for a father to want to brag about his son and i'll be honest i am not that guy okay but this kid and i will call it luck he never missed he did not miss an animal he did not <laughs> miss a deer a mule deer so let's see he got 2012 13 14 i had back surgery no, 13, yeah. Back uh, 13, surgery. I had back surgery. Four, and 14, that's when 14, we came back, yeah. 15, 16, 17, 18. All the deer, one shot, died. All of them. Uh, so he filled seven out of eight mule deer tags But by the time he was 18. That's Jeez. awesome, And dude. all of them were one shot, and only one of them we had to track for maybe 30 minutes. Jeez. So, <laughs> but then antelope, that's a different story. That's when that hit me. He missed, and that bro- I saw that break his spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was so worried about it because we went down to Fred Eichler's place to hunt. And Fred basically, he had, he had some good opportunities, just some learned lessons there. And he finally went out with Fred, stalked the antelope behind a horse, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is a cool experience. Yeah, that is. <laughs> like, I, I never thought I would ever have like a behind a horse. I yeah. Like, Man, that works, but. Yeah, pretty much um, got close, you know, I would say like 60 yards or 60, yeah, 50. Yeah, right, close, right. close to him, 60 yards. Yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how it is. That's how, it, that's how far I shoot like every day, you know. But yeah. um, pretty much just went right under him, you know, like everything looked right, but I just went right under him and it was just, and I remember telling him, like, man, like, Dad, you ever missed? You know, and <laughs> really? Yeah. And we had this conversation <laughs> on the way home. And he's like, Psh. he's like, of course. Yeah. Like it's a, it's part of hunting that happens, you know. And that kind of like just hit like hit me hard, but it made me feel better though. Yeah. You know, it's just like kind of like you know what, like it is hunting, like it happens. You know, like it's just not so much pressure on you again. You know. Yeah. And, I still and here I am still enjoying it. You know, yeah. like if we miss, well, you miss. You you know? you have you adapted and you overcame. Yeah. And. Uh, we were talking with buddies last night. We were just kind of just hunting in in general, and uh, it weird. The kind of discussion was: it doesn't matter if you're hunting public, private, in a tree, in a saddle, spot and stock. Like you, you become a better hunter by either your positive success stories or you overcome your negatives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, that's yeah. 
that, that's a big point because I remember I went through a two-year stretch where I had a, a two really nice white-tailed deer under me, and I just shot right under them. And, I like, they were tough, like, to swallow. And I remember getting down off the mountain because the area that we, we I missed those bucks, it was private. And on our way out with my dad, uh, we saw that one guy that's kind of like the main guy up there, and he goes, what? What happened? Did you get a shot? And I said, yeah. And it was the, after the second year that I missed it. And he's like, you got to learn how to shoot from a tree. <laughs> and I remember, like, I knew he was busting my chops. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to – I got to make adjustments. I know I got to do something. So that whole next following season, I shot my bow even more than I was already shooting. I started in – like, as soon as – july hit i was up in a tree mm-hmm. sweating like shirt just soaked just because i'm up and down climbing and i'm shooting as much as i can in a tree as possible my first opportunity that came that fall i had a deer about 15 yards smoked them ran like you said 30 40 yards and it was a perfect heart shot it was like the most rewarding feeling because again i overcame i believed in myself and you know and see i think that's a lot of a problem now too you know and just people, like, they'll just give up quick. Yeah. Like that. And then, you know, like, oh, hunting's coming over. Like, I'll just, you know, like, they're going to be, like, last minute, you know, like, let's go try again, you know, when they're not really practicing. And right. it's probably going to be the same results, you know. Yeah. And I truly believe it's just, just keep shooting, you know. Like, that's, I think, keep shooting and then just keep learning, like, new things, you know. Like, yeah. never be, never have the, like, a, like my dad says, like the God complex, yeah. you know, because you're always willing to learn. And I believe, I truly believe that will get you <laughs> a lot further than. I call that know. the the guy behind the counter at the archery shop God complex. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it happen where he starts out, he's young, energetic, hungry, wanting to teach, willing to teach to where he's like, all of a sudden he goes, I'm the man at this place. I know everything. Oh, you know, somebody comes in. Why are you shooting that? you ought to be doing this yeah that's <laughs> yeah. like i mean like i said it's like like you said like you said is practice you know it's like shoot like shoot more than you shot last year yeah you know like this year like we're shooting probably the most now than even more than we did yeah, the 3d tournament you yeah. know because we always did total archery utah you know all right. the, all those years just utah and i think it was like last year we finally went to different total archeries right yeah but and now that he's like you know and his bow teching skills you know really just improved and well one of the things is that so people right away think it's he's a bow tech and he knows all the stuff because of me I, I let people know no yeah because i worked at when i worked at badlands i had friends out Hoyt and easton so when i got a bow i'd have them set it up for me right. when i was at easton i could have one of the top shooters set my bow up for me yeah why do i ask i never learned that stuff so when he went to Shields as a bow tech, I, they, you know, they asked. I go, no, he's a blank slate. He knows how to shoot a bow. He knows the mechanics of everything. So they're, they were happy. And they're the ones between, you know, watching John Dudley's videos mm-hmm. to working at Shields. I mean, that's where he learned his bow teching skills. That's phenomenal. That's what I had in the beginning was, you know, knock on videos. You know, that's, that's truly what helped me like, get a start, you know. Yeah. And pretty much just keep kept researching you know reddit you know like facebook groups and um youtube that 
kind of like my little college right there. Yeah. Like getting that, you know, that Bowtech trait down, you know. It kept so. them off of Pornhub, so it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, I, I love, though, that, like, how you, you just started just going going for it and doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, like, I told you, uh, you know, through text messages. I, I think, too, last time that we talked on the phone, I said, I, I want to, you know, learn and do it myself i mean we we have a good shop that we go to and they do a great job they they help us out a lot but you know i'm tired of when i get new strings in or uh i mean i I have a like i don't have my press is coming Mm -hmm. but i'm the bow vice and i i I know how to tie d loops i know how to to do the little things that you should know how to do i guess especially if you're in the field and something does happen and you know how to fix it right but i i want to know about tuning just because i'm a tinkerer i love that and not saying i'm going to just constantly be tinkering but if hey if something if i notice something i want to know how to be able to work work on my own stuff so you know it's it's, it's good to take initiative well with your own also stuff. too it's one of those things where it's so satisfying it's like completing a project yeah or acing a test yep i mean to learn to do that stuff and that's where you know coming in do, you know coming into archery i see more and more of that happening now because before you know it was kind of a lost art yeah but i mean you know nobody really did i mean you used the guys used to kind of be able to do it at home but now that things got so advanced they had to go to a pro shop but now it's kind of coming back i believe yeah what junior what how has that taken off for you like more so recently like especially like with your job mm-hmm. here with black rifle uh i know you we've mentioned a little bit about it on the previous podcast but i mean even since then so much has changed like yeah with like teaming up with knock on and some other stuff is like not even you personally but even just for everybody at black rifle i mean it's taken off quite significantly because i mean once the bows were start showing up it was just like people were interested you know yeah. and it was just like it had a cool factor to the bow and people were like man like everyone's just like you know after work like everyone's just coming out to shoot like you know a lot of people and it's awesome to see and then it just gets people like even like the higher up people are like man that's like that looks fun yeah. and i'm like telling them, like dude it's like this is like this is gonna be fun man like this yeah. is like we sponsored total archery you know and ever since then it's like people like hounding me with questions you know like like my instagram dms like facebook (laughs) messenger like it's it's been a lot more than when i was at shields too like it's taken off quite a bit like like, you know like the requests you know like have 35 right now yeah (laughs) the the good news too is that you're doing it more so you're Mm -hmm. getting even better and better and better Yeah. yeah And I and I and I try to respond, you know. And I'm not a good texter or anything. I have to be in person, like yeah. show them like what like what it is, and they'll be like, oh, okay, you know. Or yeah. like I tell them like Facetime me, you know. Like Facetime's like a huge thing, yeah. you know. But yeah, I mean, I think it's taken off pretty pretty damn good, yeah. you know. And we've like my dad and I, we've been helping like you know getting them started, you know. We're not like championship shooters or anything we're just bow hunters yeah. you know we and do it for fun we do it for yeah. fun and we and we make it fun you know like we tell them like hey like it's not a comp like this is for fun like you know just take deep breath you know like kind of like that you know it's just like we want to make it fun for them you know even for vets too you know yeah because it's it's like a tool of healing for veterans oh, 100%. you know like we want them to be focused on that have fun you know have a good time you know and like 
just enjoy life you yeah. know that's and that's what we're here i mean for. it's pretty cool because you got to realize we got this you know our ceo the founder of black raffle coffee evan hafer yep you know when he basically tells us tells me isaac i want you to order 25 bows <laughs> good custom made black raffle coffee he goes i want an entry level bow because the year before he bought all of the uh, psc <laughs> stealth carbons yeah and then He's like, and just throw some accessories on them. And you got people with whisker biscuits on them oh, and geez. just like this three pin typical side, <laughs> no adjustment. The best thing was like that first year when he did it, um, he was starting like he was like what contracting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. I was on, I was contracting. So I got, I got let go from Easton before the pandemic in 2020. Uh, they, they just did some rearranging and my job title is no longer, you know, my job was going to be eliminated. So we left on great terms. And Evan goes, I'm going to put you as a contract and put you on as, a, you know, I'm going to put you on a retainer. He goes, we got this big shoot coming up uh, for veterans. And they set up veterans with, you know, 25 veterans with bows, arrows, bow cases, loophole binoculars, Sitka clothing. The whole nine yards. The, everything. Man. It was, it was I mean, unreal. Oakley sunglasses, uh, Benchmade knives, you name it. They set all these veterans like up Jack with Carr's this. Book, yeah. Yeah. Jack Carr's book. Yeah. Jack Carr's book. Like, yeah. yeah. And... And it, was, it happened in Salt Lake. And so he goes, we have all these bows, and we need to get those put together. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a bow tech. <laughs> and he, I go, but I go, my, I have my, I go, my son works at Shields. And let me talk to Shields and see if they will allow him to donate his work time to build these bows. And so the best part about that was we needed arrows. And I went back to Easton. And I'm like, hey, you guys let me go. You guys fired me. <laughs> I need a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I need 25 dozen arrows for these veterans for the veterans shoot. So he he that's where this all kind of came into play. Is he started building all these bows for the veterans. Going in like 6 a.m. to tell in before the store opens, just cranking them out and like cutting all the arrows. Um, but I mean, in the end, it was so worth it. Yeah. Because it was we, like yeah, we put that event yeah. on and it was a huge success. Yep. Yeah. And. You know, we got him and a few other people came on down. AJ, Knights of the Apex, yep. was in town. Yep. He, yep. he came down to help, you know, my buddy Jared Thomas. It's so cool because I can just call on people, and they're yep. there to help these guys. And they want to help, too. And right. it's like, and like, like, you don't really see that. And it's just like, they're like, hey, like, I want to be a part of this. I want to help out. Yeah. Just let me know what well, I can th that's do. What, you know? Not to, like, I'm not changing the subject because I want to keep going on that. I, that's where I was. Like, mm -hmm. I remember messaging AJ because we already had him on at that point, mm -hmm. building relationships. I was like, dude, if they're, I, like, I know those type of events just because of what I used to do before teaching. Mm -hmm. I, I know you could use all hands on deck for that. I just said, hey, if, if let people know, like, I'm, I'm willing to go and, and help out mm -hmm. just because, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're amazing events for, for a great cause. I mean, the reason, like, what, when I saw, I knew it was worth it is, one of the veterans shot their bow like after their injuries or whatsoever like they never shot they shot it and like she started crying you know and yeah, it was just like really did. it was something so cool to see you know and then like the ceo like evan hafer was just pretty much like walking around helping people out too you know like pretty much seeing black rifle pay it pay it back i mean yeah. this company's legit yeah you know like they like they do give back like they want to the like veterans get, and yeah. employees because and then like so for this year he said by 25 bows he bought 20 knock to it releases i'm like we're starting <laughs> yeah. people out with knock to it releases it's and just like what he like what he likes and what he believes in <laughs> yeah like he's like get it yeah. like it it helps me like i think it will help you you know like yeah. that's 
and it was you know the we got a little area over there and they tell us uh basically tells us build an archery shop here's a credit card build an archery shop and it, it's so and it was so hard for me to take in it was just like man this is like really happening and yeah. you know i'm like like can i like am i okay to get this i'm like like just get it like what are you doing i'm like yeah all right like if yeah you, say, you need that you know, like, if, like if you say so i'm running with it i do not care so i'm like all right and so now you're looking at a company where you know he's over there working you know uh, he you know building arrows you know tuning bows i mean archery is such a big aspect over there like he said guys they every after work every day they start shooting people within the company the high you know the big you know, money people at the top, they schedule work, they schedule times, like they Google, Google calendars, Google calendar man. to yeah. set a time with him to start shooting. Yeah, I that, love it. And it's awesome, like you see it and just like, all right, like, you know, like. Well, and I feel, and I, I, I could be wrong and I could be like not in the right place, but like kind of like what you said, Tina, earlier, you have that, the, the guy behind the counter that has that complex yes. right at, at a bow shop. I think originally that person could be, yes, I just sent off that person off to shoot. And then they develop that. You know what I mean? Like yes. that complex. Whereas, man, for you, you're really touching someone's life. Like mm-hmm. you really have, like, you're getting in there mm-hmm. and making an impact compared to, hey, I'm just buying this Hoyt bow or I'm buying this Prime bow and, and you're setting it up for me and, and see you later. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're part of a process for someone's emotion and, yeah. and grind to get back possibly into the world in, in a better place. Yeah. You're part of that. No, yeah. I mean, well, I like taking these guys, my coworkers, you know, like up to these like 3D shoots, like where we've been going to for pretty much years now. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like in our backyard. And I'm like making them realize like, and like they enjoy it, you know, like they're smiling, laughing, having yeah. fun, you know. I'm like, this is what's all about, man. Like, and this is how we it, do it. So. And it's such a satisfying feeling because there are times I can't go with them, of course. Yeah. Because you know, I, I, obligations at home. But it's so cool because he goes, Dad, I'm taking the guys up shooting, and I'm like, it's so cool because I took him to go up there when he was little, and now he's taking other people up, and to watch that grow is great. And even better now is, you know, one thing, I don't know if he told you, but we do, you know, he's got an older sister, old, you know, yep. my oldest daughter. Yep. And we got, I got two grandkids. He's got two little nephews yep. who are just like him. And they're getting at that age where, yep. you know, now. What was it? The bows in the, the house the other day? But that was <laughs> what I weeks posted. Ago. Yeah, yeah. That, they posted it. That yep. was funny. I oh, took yeah. him out there and, you know, they're, and it's fascinating to watch. Like with those two, I've made a fire in the backyard. And those two boys are like, grandpa, grandpa, can I help? Can I help? It's like. Okay, I'm gonna get the axe. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk him through it. And my daughter came out, and she was like, "Oh no, no, I can't watch. I can't watch." <laughs> <laughs> and it was so cool to watch these boys just that natural instinct kick in about wanting yeah. to make a fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were so fascinated with it. So it's now it's that time where him and I, you know, and also our son-in-law, you know, he's into it because he sees us. Yeah. So it's like I have another son right away. Yep. And to be able to watch pass all that down to them, you know try to follow the same you know blueprint you know we did with him that's awesome that's what I, I think a lot of people you know they see the events that you guys put on for the veterans and you know and it, which is great and then i don't think a lot of people realize what a lot of them go through mm-hmm. you know when they come back and me being a physical therapist and working with people with prosthetics before and you know mentally and physically what they have to do you know to kind of get back to their normal life right um and i don't think a lot of people realize of of the steps that they have to go and and you know the the getting mentally and physically able to to you know 
use that prosthetic and you know w- just walk again right and and i think these like you said junior that that these events just kind of make it fun and and get them to kind of unwind right i mean uh how many times do we have a bad day at work and you go shoot your bow in the backyard and it's almost therapeutic right you just get done you're just like better you know know, like working in this industry one thing i learned about one thing i saw with archery was i it was you know coming into it could be very intimidating and it used to be where people either thought you had to a be a hunter to shoot a bow to go hunting or b be a competitive shooter and shoot these competitions right and it doesn't have to be that way anymore i mean that's where i like what black rifles doing they're making archery fun because yep. i tell people you can get a bow you don't have to go hunt with it. You can shoot foam targets yep, yep. and have a good time. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's very therapeutic. You go in your backyard and shoot it. I mean, you can't take your, you can't take your, you know, 30 odd six in the backyard and start banging out rounds. <laughs> I mean, but with your bow, you can, you mm-hmm. can even do it in your house in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, when we went last year, we went with Evan to, you know, Montana, Evan just told everybody, we're not keeping score. We're having fun. And that's what I love about this event. Because it's bringing that section you know, of archers in. Because there, there is a huge divide when you look at a complete target archer yeah. and a hunter. I mean, target people, some target people don't even like hunting. Yeah. And so it's such a bringing everyone in together and John's, you know, blazing that trail oh my gosh, for yeah. it right yeah. now yeah. for people. Come in here, have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, throw a quick plug on Dudley, it was pretty cool yesterday. I had a chance to, to get my picture taken with him. Mm-hmm. And so two years ago when I was here at Seven Springs, I, I was just, it was myself and my wife came with me. Mm -hmm. She didn't come up on the course or anything like that. And we went to the little after party on Saturday night and Sam Soholt was there. And I met another, uh, uh, just a random individual up on the course that I shot with. And, uh, it was Mike who you met yesterday, last night. And I... Dimitri and I were talking about starting a podcast, doing some stuff, and I was following Dudley already for a while, and I just said, man, I would like to do something. Uh, You know, I I love, I just, I'm a people person. I love talking about hunting, shooting, just in deep, uh, just this lifestyle. And Sam was like, dude, just go for it. Like, just do it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I, I did it, and it was in 2019. And that fall, I bought, like, rinky-dink hats that were, like, sewn in, like, with Antler Up Outdoors on it. I got T-shirts made. Mm -hmm. And Dudley, like how you said, watching videos. Like, I got back into archery uh, seven years ago and was watching his stuff. Like, And that's what was a big proponent for me to continue to fall in love with this whole process again. Mm -hmm. So when I saw him yesterday, I was like, hey, John, like, you know, nice to meet you. Thank you for, you know, everything that you do, one. And, uh... I said, I'm Jeremy with Antler Up. And he goes, dude, you sent me a hat and, like, a T-shirt and, like, with a note. I'm like, yeah, I did. And he was like, dude, thank you. And I was, like, it blew my mind because I'm sure he gets some stuff sent to him yep. every yeah. single day. Yeah, he does. Every day. But it, it really it blew my mind. Whether he wore the hat or shirt or not, it doesn't matter. But he, he remembered there for that quick second, like, being introduced. Um, it was when he took your picture with my camera yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> But like it, he's like you said, he is leading that that target to hunting and uh, yeah. that that feel like he like, is. He's doing a great job at it. I mean, and you know, and there's sometimes you know you'll see uh, some forums or whatever people yeah. are like, oh, he's he he he's he's full of himself. He's conceited. He's an ass. 
But if you come to this van and you see he starts at, what, 7 a.m. on the top of the hill, greeting people on his course. Then when he's done on top of the hill, comes down here at like 4 and just has people talking to him every second. People coming up with questions Everything. on their boat. And he's helping them. Like, Dude, you know? he helped one of my buddies. Blew up, his knock to it blew up on him yesterday. <laughs> he brought it down here, and Dud was uh, sitting down, and he fixed it for him. Yeah, yeah. See, it's I mean, just, like, it's just little things like that. He does man. like that, but you know, you always get that one time where he's probably walking to his room or walking, you know, to go get something to eat, and someone may have caught him then, and you know, they all talk trash on him. But you, how can you talk? I mean, seriously, when you come and you just watch him, when you come to these events, just watch him, yeah. what he does, and the way he'll talk to anybody. Yeah, it doesn't care because let's face it, there are some people in this industry. They'll only talk to you if you have a high following or a high profile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's one of the things and you'll see. Another thing I want to touch up for, like, on Dudley, mm -hmm. you know, is, like, if you're a new bow hunter and you're, like, looking for info, that one of his videos is going to be at the top of the list when you're on YouTube. Yeah. Like, when you're looking, like, how to shoot a bow, you so, know, even, like, his older videos, like, regardless he's like regardless like i don't care like he's gonna be a part of your journey in some sort of way because he's putting out so much free information yeah to where he's gonna set you up for some Succe yeah. success oh 100 percent. that's where i learned how to fletch yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like i yeah. i sent so i sent i bought a uh, a dozen of knock-on access arrows uh three years ago and I like when they first came out, mm -hmm. like it was you know, two and a half, three years ago or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I just started learning how to fletch. I don't want to mess these up. I'll take them to a shop. And it's not the shop we go to now. Yeah. And I, I go there and I drop them off beginning like right now. I think it was yeah. like right after Total Archery Challenge. I bring them there. It's August. I'm like, I call them. I'm like, can I pick up my arrows? And they're like, whoa. I'm like, dude, they're 12 arrows. Like fletch them. You know what I mean? I'm like, I've been fletching my own all summer. Like, I'll, I'll just come pick them up. He's like, no, no, I'll do them. So I go pick them up. He only charged me 20 bucks. I, I kid you not, I picked them up, and I'm, like, looking at them. I'm like, there's – I had wraps. I had the whole nine yards. I told them what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I'm like, these are hideous. Like, my – when me just starting to learn looks so much better. Yeah. I Seriously, I just went like this, and the vein just flew right off. And I, I'm yep. like, dude, what, are you kidding me? So I took them, I took them everything off when I got home, and I started learning and doing it more and doing it more. Now I'm doing all his all the time. <laughs> yeah. and, but like that, like you said, he's going to be a part of your journey somehow, some way, and it's going to be in a positive light. Yeah, and it's a like, like I said, I don't care. You could say whatever, but I truly believe he was. I mean, my dad even knew him like what like in the beginning yeah. like and he wa like watched some of this stuff and yeah. like but he was part of it like his journey I, a little I, bit I too watched, i watched you know? him come up in this industry because he i was brand new at badlands he's one of the first people i met yeah and i saw him this whole knock on thing start and it didn't start overnight i mean he's i mean it was 2008 Dude, until now it's and a, it's a process that process man. he did and the highs and lows and the things i mean that, that he had overcome you know, uh, it's been. I think two people uh, that we could even uh, like ended on like for talking about him on this is people just uh, he you you said it, he gives away some great content, knowledgeable content, mm -hmm. things that I think people it took a while to learn or get really good at, and they want to charge people for it, mm -hmm. and he puts it out there for the masses because it, why why would you do that? Because you want more people in archery. Yes. Why pan I like that's the one thing that always drives me nuts. Like if when you do see a forum or something, it's like, do you understand that dude's doing it because he wants more people yep. in archery? It's yep. not because he's like, hey, look what I know. 
It's so that like if you have a question of how to tie a, a peep in, you could Google it and go, and do it yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I mean, know. like that's the thing too. You know, like I do the same thing. Like, I help someone and they get all happy. Like, for instance, I had a one of the CFO's buddies. Mm-hmm. Like, I helped side in, and he was hit 50 yards for the first time. You know, bought an old like Matthews. Um, one of those older bows, but like they still shoot like a solo yeah. cam, you know, yeah. and got him shooting at 50 yards and the light, like he was so happy. He's like, man, I never done that before. And it's my first time. <laughs> and uh, you got me shooting 50 yards. Like, thank you. Like, like how much do I, I'm like, dude, like, listen, like, like, I don't like, I'm on the clock. Like, you yeah, know, like, shooting. dude, like keep shooting. Like, like, you know, your like your happiness is like a huge, like, that's like, that's my payday, man. Like, yeah. I like, I like helping people out, man. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want anyone paying me. I want you to, like, keep doing archery. Yeah. You know, like, that's where I learned that from, like, you know, like, my dad and Dudley. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, because we're pretty much, like, givers, you know. Yeah. Like, you want to, like, pay give forward. back, well, pay, pay it forward, you That's know? the one thing. Like, I so. feel very fortunate enough to just sit here and, and talk to you guys. Just, you could see that, and the world needs more, more of that. You know what I mean? Like uh, we were talking, I was talking to, to the gentleman in tent earlier this morning, and just going through of like what you know, being a school teacher, what our youth and like what we see. Correct. And uh, you know, I don't know. It's just it's cool to talk to like-minded individuals and yeah. see see the good stuff happening. Well, that's what it is, especially these kids. I mean, they're you know they're the future of the sport and everything. Yeah. And you know, one thing I tell a lot of people though is don't. Don't get too down and worried about the youth anymore because I'm from the Gen X generation. We're the ones that have really have Nintendo. We're the first ones that have VCRs. So we're the first ones to be babys- <laughs> babysat by VCR and yep. video games and cable TV. And so we turned out okay. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, there's all this new stuff coming out, you know, this technology and that. It's not too bad. You just got to learn how to handle it and just surround yourself around the right people yeah is what it comes down to i was talking to josh in there and i said to him i said man i said i've you know i've been drinking black rifle and and following along for for a while Mm -hmm. and uh i said man just like within the past couple months but then with the last couple year like it's amazing to see what one in general black rifle as a whole has developed into and then on top of it what it's done in the outdoor community it's it's enormous, and we're just starting out. I know, yeah, yeah, we're, we're just, just starting. starting. We're just Dude, starting. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like we got two veteran adaptive athlete shoots in and everything, and pretty much we're working think, with different people yeah. on a regular basis, and not to mention, I mean, sponsoring the Total Archery Challenge, and just whatever we could get. You know, I mean, our job is going to be get more in front of archery events, and you know, let people know about the coffee, and yeah. it's not so much about. You know, jo- you know, Black Rifle Coffee. We have like, the Coffee Club, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not so much about that. It's just more about being there, letting them know we're there to support them. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Pretty much promoting. You know, like your journey always starts off with a good cup of coffee. You know, yeah, it's right. like it's true. Like I mean, that's like, I mean, that's pretty much like true as it gets right there, man. Like, yeah. and that's what, and that's why I love Black Rifles going this way for everything, and then to be on board. I mean. I'm super grateful. Yeah, yeah and know. their business model. I mean, you know, we have everything. I mean, it went to a point where it's we have stuff now where, you know, we have the monthly subscription club. So, yep. I mean, it would mm-hmm. be a shameless plug, but yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. explain to you how Black Raffle Coffee, you know, r- really works is what it is, it's a monthly pay $15 uh, a month, and you get one bag of coffee. 
and you could just modify it from there and you're so you're part of the coffee club once you're part of the coffee club people don't realize is there's a place for uh, coffee club members and they get discounts for certain things mm -hmm. for instance kafaru is on there yep mm -hmm. and if you're part of the coffee club you get a 15 percent off discount which i kafaru. use for my striker pack nice that's <laughs> and awesome so you, so my so my job is being you know uh, you know, from coming from the hunting industry, is I want to get more archery companies, more hunting companies on there, because we don't charge the hunting companies for this. It's just something we want to just help promote their business, and you know, we already have like over 150,000 coffee club subscribers. Yeah. Wow. And now we also have. Uh, we didn't, I didn't know. He's the one told me. We even have a sticker club subscription. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. That's like. Everyone's like, you guys got a sticker club? I mean, you're like, yeah, these are like one-of-a-kind stickers, you know? Like yeah. Throw them People on. go nuts for them, dude. Yeah. And so, you know, it's one of the things where, you know, their business model is so cool what they're doing. And it's, you know, but, you know, I'd say instead of just having the subscription base and just wanting to take people's money, they want to give back, but also help biz other businesses. And that whole Coffee Club Partners is, well, when I saw that, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Because I would even have people ask me, these companies, well, what's it going to cost me to be on that page? What are you going to charge me? I mean, do I got to pay you so much? I'm like, no. Do we got to get, and they go, do we have to give you a kickback from ourselves? No. We just want to provide our coffee club members with, you know, a perk and also promote your business. Yeah. And they want, we don't want nothing out of it, just really that. Yeah. That's and that's what's pretty cool. Well, that's right. It's it's always the best when you get that your subscription in the mail, <laughs> and and I always ask my wife, did you get the mail of my coffee's here? My coffee's yeah. here, and then you're opening up. It's like, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? I know. Yeah, it's, it's awesome every month. I know we had uh, on Thursday, so I came. So today's Saturday and Friday. I, I came yesterday. And Thursday, as soon as I got home from school, boom, there was my exclusive like with Rambo. <laughs> that Rambo yeah. was yeah. so cool. I, I oh yeah, I love that it's like a two sided. Uh, yep. uh, uh, like image on both like two different ones dude the, the, dude those like i said man like we got the whole art team in utah man they they're killing it dude they I just love it. they get inspired by one thing and they do the coolest graphics yeah and evan and then evan just has the eye he just goes and just like approves what he's like sees and like you know like and just change it up a little bit you know and like i've, ne I've never seen anything like it. I, I've, I've witnessed it and i'm like I'm like dude these guys are just watch something come to life you know watch yeah. something like i'm watching like from scratch like we did a backdrop on our uh insulation foam for uh like uh for our targets mm -hmm. like a three layer you know um my buddy derek is like all right i'm gonna do a cool backdrop like there's camos adds guns and just like see it come together and we see it print and it's just like dude you just did that that's insane like yeah. on the fly you know and it's just unreal what what we have on our black rifle team if you're ever you in know? utah you guys should yeah. Do a, meet these guys and do a podcast with yeah, the yeah. guys at Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they're they're unreal. Like I mean, they got they range from different kind of like artsy like tastes. You right, know? right. And I mean, like it's just like to me, it's like speechless. I'm like, dude, I'm like holy crap! Like I've never seen this before. You know? well, right. did, didn't you take the stickers and then put it kind of make a limb limbs off the stickers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, geez, that would yeah. sell like hotcakes. So cakes those, those, those guys helped us out. But it was uh, the material that wasn't sticking very well, so we needed yeah. like a stickier material. But other than that, they did the, like this collage of all the stick, like all the ECSs yep. on one, um, and like a little bit of different um, logos they've made in yeah. the past. And it's cool. They done a skateboard on it, you know. I think one's gonna do like a snowboard on it too. That's and sick. it's just like, whoa, like dude, this is this yeah. is rad, yeah. you know. 
Well, they're, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Well, one of the things people don't realize too is with, so we have you know we have Black Raffle Coffee, but we also have like some public online publications. So we have Coffee or Die magazine. Yep. And I'll just tell you know we got legit journalists working that, and the way the media is these days, I'll tell you this right now, it's you know Black Raffle Coffee, Coffee or Die is pretty legit yep. for what they preach and what they say and the facts. They don't try to push any agenda. It's legit. But on uh, top of that, we have what we call Free Range America. Yep. Now, there's a podcast already. We really want to brand that and make that into, you know, as well as more hunting outdoor stuff. Yep. So that's one thing, you know, uh, you know for any, any listeners listening to this, keep an eye on that because that's going to be a new platform for us. And it's something where we're going to really try to grow and be the, we want that to kind of be the outdoor side of Black Rifle Coffee. That's awesome. So yeah. I love it. Well, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really cool, man. Like. Like I said, it's, you know, going this direction is like the good direction to go yeah. in, man. It's positive. It's on its way up. Yeah. Listen, fellas, I, I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means a lot to me. Just, uh, again, it's it's something special, and uh, you two are just world-class individuals, and, and I thank you for, for taking that time and, and uh, coming on this morning and doing what you're doing and what you're putting out there. It's just it's fantastic stuff. It's true. It's authentic. and. It's good stuff. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you guys. Yeah, great. Thank you. Meet you guys in person. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. And shoot bows and arrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, check out Black Rifle Coffee. Check out Isaac Alamond, Senior and Junior. And we'll uh, catch you on next episode. So, till next time, Antler up. That's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. I want to thank both Isaacs for coming on. Really appreciate it for all the hospitality that you both showed us this past weekend. Check them out, everybody. Black Rifle Coffee. It's the best stuff on earth, man. Nothing else I'll drink. Check them out. Till next time, shoot straight, spend time with family, go camping, get those food plots ready, set those trail cameras. It's going to be here before you know it. Antler up.